Hi everyone, it's Alex here and welcome to my podcast. And today I have an episode about something that a lot of us can relate to. And it's working in hospitality and why sometimes it can be hell on earth. I don't know if you'll agree with me, but I've had some pretty horrendous stories that happened while working in restaurants. I've worked in a couple of different ones, which I will like, I will talk about this very soon. And I have loads of stories of things that happened and um, have impacted me quite a lot. I'm sure a lot of you also have some stories that you can tell me later on on Instagram. And maybe I'll do a second episode out of that now. I'm sure this this one is going to be very funny and very engaging as well. So I hope you'll stay with me till the end. To paint you a bit of a picture of what's going on here, I'm right now sitting in my studio, which is my room, and I am uh, recording this podcast, having my drink, while still wearing my gym gear, while still wearing my fitness clothes, my leggings and my top that I wore to do Pilates. And straight after Pilates, here I am drinking an April spritz, which to many is strictly a holiday drink, to me it's not. And to be honest, I made this to kind of feel like I am on vacation, like it's a hot summer and I'm just relaxing and having a great time uh, sitting outside Obviously, like everybody else, I'm at home, but a girl can dream. So I will start right at the beginning and my first hospitality job was in Malta. And um, I have to tell you, Malta is something else. I think I'll be releasing, if I hadn't released already, an episode about what living there was like, because I find that so many people are interested and have no idea what life looks like in Malta. Well, of course not. It's, it's quite a small country. Therefore, there isn't that much information on um, how living there differs from other countries in, in Europe and in the world. So I have to tell you, because it's such a small country, the standards of working are quite different as well. And this was my first job, so I was a little bit naive and I didn't realize that certain things were definitely not okay. And, you know, just a bit unjust. After I'd moved out to England and I was kind of able to compare those two working experiences, I was shocked by how many things were not done well. One of the things was the pay. Uh, if I remember correctly, I was getting around four euros per hour. Um, and for a job, you know, as hard as waitressing, where I was not getting any tips because all of the tips were going to the management and I was working in 40, you know, 30, 40 degrees. Bear in mind, Malta gets very hot during the summer, so you can imagine what uh, it feels like running around in an outdoors uh, area for, I don't know, like 12 hours or something. Um, it's four euros is not enough for that effort, definitely not. And uh, the breaks, as far as I remember, were also very short. And the bad, the really bad thing is, I think we had like a 30% discount on the food or something, but we still have to pay, we have to pay the 70%. So let's say you were working, working 12 or 14 hours and you had like a 20 minute break and during that break, you could eat the food. 
still paying for it, basically. Let's face it, 70%, it's the most. And uh, many might think if the pay was four euros, then you know, the prices in Malta might be really low, but that's not true at all. The prices were actually really high. I found them quite similar to England, to be honest. So, you know, in England, that minimum, um, that minimal pay is twice as much and here you were getting four euros and the prices were still very very high plus you had to pay for lunch when i started working in that restaurant obviously i won't give uh, the name uh my english was good but it wasn't as good as it is now <laughs> i'll say very humbly you know what i mean i've had a couple of more more years of practice and it's just better now my speaking and my understanding. I remember that I had a lot of trouble because there is many tourists in Malta, including tourists from places like Wales and Scotland. And I recall this one particular event when I had a table and I came up to them and they asked me something. And honestly, I thought that they were speaking in a different language and expecting me to understand. <laughs> And so I asked my manager and he just looked at me as if I was crazy because they were speaking English, but I'm, I think they were from Scotland and they had such a strong accent that I just, I couldn't understand anything. Uh, you know, the Maltese accent is very kind of rough and quite easy to understand for foreigners. So I was used to that. I was not used to the, any any of the English accents, any Scottish accents, any Welsh accents. And that was a bit of a shock and caused quite a lot of misunderstandings. I think the people who were there as well, they thought because I spoke English, I would easily understand them. And they were kind of you know, they, they thought I was being rude or, or something, but I wasn't. I just didn't have any idea what they were saying. I remember that one of the things that we had to do in the restaurant was, well, we had this big outside area. Basically, the whole restaurant was kind of outdoors. It had a bit of a roof on one part, but most of it was out outdoors. And um, as I already said, Malta is a hot country during the summer. And during the summer, one of us had to stand out there in the full sun and get customers in. Now, this would be pretty normal if you were in a big city where a lot of people were passing by. But actually, this was in the south. I was living in that uh, smaller city that wasn't so popular and definitely not a lot of tourists there. And there was nobody passing by. So you just stand there for like two or three hours in the sun boiling and there wasn't even anybody to talk to and if there was someone lost you had to run after them and <laughs> and force them to come in and the manager was just looking at you like are you actually you know you you should hold them or something or push them to to get into the restaurant do anything that you can this obviously made me and all the other employees extremely uncomfortable you know if somebody Obviously, you can give a bit of encouragement, but if somebody doesn't want to come in, they simply don't want to come in. I don't know about you, but when I'm in the street and somebody's trying to make me do something, I immediately I put my guard on and I say, no, thank you. Sorry, I'm busy. So that was, I think, one of the worst parts of this job. And actually, this outdoors area caused more problems because... The way that uh, management uh, set rules was that if somebody uh, in the garden uh, doesn't 
you know, if they run away, then you have to pay the bill. So what we were doing is we were asking them at the beginning to uh, pay, but then people would get extremely upset. And so uh, that was, you know, what we supposed to do. But then if they run away without paying, and that's happened to me multiple times, then I have to cover the bill with my four euro per hour um, wage. So that was a bit ridiculous. Like, honestly, the more actually, the more I'm telling you about this, the more I'm thinking, oh my God, what was I doing? But when you're a teenager, you don't really have, have a lot of options as well to look around for a job. And I was there, I was in Malta, that was my situation. So I kind of had to adapt to that. Um, one more funny thing that I'll tell you about that restaurant in Malta was that, <laughs> uh, actually there are two more things. What about the outer area? Um, because we had so little staff for such a big restaurant, we had over a hundred tables. Um, people would come in and straight away order like two bottles of wine or three bottles of beer each because they knew the service was so slow. <laughs> but you know, at least they found a way to cope with that other than uh, complaining to uh, the management. So that was quite nice of them to be disconsiderate. Uh, but one more funny thing is that this uh, restaurant had a name, let's say it was, um, all right, let's say it was summer something, actually it was summer something. And then next to it, there was a restaurant with the same exact name, just 74 or some number added to it. And basically what happened is that two brothers had a restaurant together and then they had a fight. So they literally split the restaurant in half and one of them was called Summer Pool and the other one was called Summer Pool 74. <laughs> and they were in right next to each other. They had a very similar menu and people were getting so confused. Like we had so many people coming in saying, oh, I've made a booking. And then, you know, it turned out that they made a booking for the other one that actually wanted to go to this one or the other way around. So I found that very funny and actually very Maltese to do that. Just, you know, cut the restaurant in half. We have one half here, one half there. Everyone's happy. Everyone's satisfied. I have to say that working in England after having worked in Malta seemed very, very different and a nice different in many ways. Uh, I worked in two different restaurants when I was in England. The first one I worked for longer, it was a year I think, or even over. It was a Caribbean, like Jamaican style restaurant that was, well, it was restaurant by day and then by night. It was a bar and on Saturday, Friday, it was quite intense. It was mostly a bar, to be honest. So that obviously caused like a bit of uh, difficulty sometimes because we had some people coming over for dinner with their families uh, during the evening. And then when the place was turning into a bar, you had lots of young people coming over, drinking, and then the people that were having a calm dinner with their families, you know. <laughs> so we had a lot of uh, sort of trouble related to that, really. And I can understand why. Uh, but what was really funny was that kind of, um, especially the customers who came into the bar, 
Uh, I remember I have a lot of stories from those from that restaurant actually I it might even be enough for another episode but I'll tell you a couple today I uh, remember specifically we had a lot of students coming in and as I already mentioned before in one of my other episodes England is quite strict when it comes to the consumption of alcohol and so if somebody looks under 25 you're basically required by law to ID them to ask them for their ID and it's what I was doing this one time I get a table of four girls they look about I don't know 17 18 19 so honestly well obviously first thing I do is I ask them for the for their IDs and um the reason we had so many students coming in is that we had this very good happy hour offer on cocktails. So the first thing they said, they were like, oh yeah, just before that, can you like get us the cocktails coming? Uh, each of them was going to have two cocktails. And I said, I'm sorry, girls, but before I really need to see your IDs. And they were really hesitant. So I already know something's going on. Like nobody who is of age is going to be that hesitant to give you their IDs, right? And eventually they say, like they bring out two IDs and they say, well we've got our IDs but our friends like they just forgot them at home but they're both like 22 you know it's fine they're both 22 and I said I'm really sorry I have to see all of the IDs and they were struggling so much and suddenly they got really aggressive with me and they started screaming that in this other restaurant they sold them alcohol and they didn't need to bring their IDs and they are loyal customers to this particular restaurant and now they're very disappointed and they'll never come again if I don't sell them the drinks. I don't know what they thought I would do, like sell them the alcohol because they wouldn't come again. I don't quite understand. Uh, but obviously eventually they were really pissed off. They left the bar looking so... <laughs> <laughs> so angry at me um yeah I don't know I, I don't know why so many emotions were involved in that obviously they were not of age like come on and in England actually there's quite a lot of cases of the police sending in younger like underage people on purpose to see if somebody would sell them alcohol and then you get a fine so I knew very well like I will not sell alcohol to somebody under under the age of 18 but I found it so funny that they were so upset with me I also again this relates to drunk people I once had a girl uh, who was at the in the bar area and suddenly as I was serving a table that was in the restaurant area that girl she was so drunk that she fell off a barter thankfully everything was okay she didn't hit her head she didn't hit anything too strong and she was fine but imagine how drunk do you have to be to fall off a bar chair and it wasn't even in a club it was just a bar where you could get a cocktail you know it wasn't a, a dodgy a dodgy place or anything where people would get just smashed out of their heads um Again, this another the last story that relates to drinking. I promise. I uh, I was once serving a pregnant lady, and she well she was visibly pregnant. She, I think she was about to give birth, and she ordered a glass of wine. So you know, obviously, it's not my place to say anything. So I gave her the glass of wine. I thought maybe it's going to be for a friend or something. But no, she drank it all, and actually, she asked for another one. This time, it was the big one, and I was. Oh God, my hand was shaking as I was giving her the alcohol, you know. In total, she had like two of the 
250 um, glasses of wine, which are very big glasses. It's like nearly a bottle of wine. I don't know if, I don't know. Well, again, it's not really my place to say anything, but it's, it just really sucks. Like in hospitality, you really have to like put your own opinion in your pocket and, you know, not say anything. Take a shot every time I say, you know, I know this is my tick. I know it. I'm working on it. So you you can't say anything unless you're put in danger. Uh, the one time I did say something was this was I think one of the only times when somebody was awfully rude to me, and it was this table of four people. I don't know if they had an accent or they were just speaking very um, the very silently forgot a word, brain freeze. But uh, when I asked them for their order, they were mumbling something. Like one of the ladies, she was mumbling something. And I didn't understand. So I said, I'm sorry, could you repeat? And then she said something. Again, I didn't understand. And then she said something again. And she was like, very rudely said, water, glass of water. So I bring her a glass of water and they look at it. And her husband goes, are you stupid? She said she wanted water with ice. You're, you're such an idiot or something like that and at that point I said listen I'm really sorry but you are not allowed to speak to any of the staff like this and I called my manager and the manager spoke to them and actually like they were asked not to come back eventually so this was you know like this was such a contrast to me after Malta because they're, they're actually the manager stepped in and he kind of he was loyal to me because I was part of the staff, you know, he believed in what I was saying and he actually asked them out when they were being extremely rude. So there is limits to how 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 rude and how polite you have to be in hospitality. Like if somebody's being extremely disrespectful, it is not your place to just stick with it. Like I said, no, I'm not going to let anybody call me an idiot even if I'm working my job is to you know bring you food and be nice to you but not to uh, listen to any insults or anything all right so to bring in a little bit of a lighter um, story I once had um, a lovely couple who came in they sat down I uh, offered them something to drink and then they said we're just gonna have some water which is absolutely normal. So I brought them some tap water and I said again, as I would normally do, you know, I'll be back with you in a couple of minutes to get your food order. And they said, yeah, fine. Just give us a couple of minutes. I come back around five, six minutes. Um, I'm not sure, but something of that sort. And they say, oh, really sorry. We're not ready yet. Like, just give us a bit, just give us a minute. Um, and I said, that's fine. Again, this is very normal. You have people who take uh, five minutes to decide and then you have people who take 20 minutes to decide. So I come back again after a couple of minutes. And then again, they say, oh, uh, could you give us some more time, please? And then, well, at this point, I was a bit concerned. <laughs> like, what is happening? But I said, do you know what? Um, just let me know once you're ready so I'm not pressuring you to um, do anything. And they said, that's amazing. So I think I waited for about 20, 30 minutes and they did not call me. They didn't um, 
order anything and then my manager comes up to me and he's kind of like well Alex like what's going on with table 10 are they ordering are they waiting on their food because I've seen that they haven't done anything in a, in a little bit and I said well actually uh, you know they haven't ordered yet but because they don't want to order and he said maybe you should check on them maybe they forgot and so I come back to that table and they say oh right we think we're just gonna stick to water <laughs> So they were sitting down basically um, at this table for over an hour and they were just sticking to the top water, which is free. And then they left. You know, this would be fine. But then again, they are taking up a table um, which could be used. This is a restaurant, you know. Uh, it's generally implied that you do kind of need to buy something when you come in. So fortunately, this wasn't at the busiest time because otherwise I think my manager would have asked me to just ask them to order something or go basically but in this case all I have all I had to do was just kind of laugh internally and think okay who comes to a restaurant to just drink tap water I remember um, one more really funny thing from working in that uh, Caribbean restaurant was that um, we had a general AC system and basically there wasn't really a lot to do to it so we couldn't really change anything because it was really complicated and it was all downstairs and it, it was locked by the general manager who often was not in so we basically had no access to stuff and very often we had people asking to turn the temperature up or down and we found that when we were telling them that actually we can't do anything, they would get really upset. So we started saying, no, I know this sounds pretty bad, but well, it happens. We all said, right, let, just give me one minute. We went away. Basically, we did nothing, came back and said, is that better? And every single time they said, yeah, much better. Thanks. Thanks very much. Like, this is much better now. It was getting um, too cold or too hot. So, you know, I don't know if it was placebo or it was just kind of using the politeness of English people. But <laughs> I thought that was very funny. And that said a lot about hospitality in general, where you have to um, pretend you're doing certain things, but actually you're not. Okay, and I have one last story um, that's also quite positive and funny. So I'm really happy to end this particular episode on a really optimistic and, um, you know, energetic, uh, enthusiastic note. I was working at a restaurant um, and I remembered that at the end, whenever somebody wanted to split the bill, like that was absolutely fine to do. But I always pulled out my calculator because I didn't I didn't want to make a mistake. Of course, if I made a mistake, that money was um, taken from my account. So I didn't bother with anything I literally just pulled out my calculator and counted everybody's part and so I did that a couple of times and this one time I forgot my phone at somebody's table it was a table of two or four people two older marriages and so I I think they were about like 60 I'd say 60 70 so I forgot my table I came back they were super nice and they said oh you forgot your you forgot your phone and I said yeah I'm really sorry you know we laughed a little bit about it and then of course they left uh I went home and I was checking something in my photos I was sending something to my friend and I look at my gallery and it's basically filled with selfies of those two old, <laughs> older gentlemen. Like they're just, you know how you kind of do that, to, you used to do that to your friends when you were like 14. You take photos on their phones when they were away. 
they did that to me and I thought that was so hilarious considering how sort of they were they were very elegant and classy and they were of course they were really nice but I would never take them as somebody who would do that so uh, that was really nice actually they were so lovely and I remember they actually came back like half a year after that and they said do you remember us and I I did remember them so overall, I'm, I'm sure uh, all of us who had worked in hospitality, it can be a struggle, but it can also be really nice. And you meet a lot of um, really lovely people. And I still have some friends from working in the two restaurants that I worked in uh, England and the one that I worked in Malta. So I have very, very good memories. Um, thanks a lot for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you related to it a little bit. Uh, again, if you have some of your own stories, I would love to hear them. I'm always open to some funny stories. Thank you very much and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.